When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, yes, sir, yes, sir. 202. No, it is not Evan, it is not Tiki. It's Chris McMonagle filling in. That's right, your lovable overnight host taking back over the afternoon drive. I was in with Keith on Wednesday. I'm back today rolling solo in for Evan and Tiki on the last football Friday of the year. It goes by so fast. I just saw, I don't know why I'm saying the open, but I'll go ahead and say it. I just saw a thing. That said, in the new year, we will be as close to 2040 as we are away from 2008. That's crazy. That is crazy. Time is flying, and the football season's dead, and we've known it. And that's really the thing, as obviously the Jets are the talk of the town uh, after that miserable performance, 20-37. to 37, And everybody, like, what did we actually learn that we didn't know already from this Jet team, from this coaching staff, from this franchise, and the direction of it, furthermore, what did we not already know that somehow tipped us off after a twenty, uh, you know, a twenty-point performance from the offense yet again, and losing to the Browns thirty-seven to twenty on a miserable Thursday night football game? Where what maybe what we did learn is this Jets team's not above making business decisions because that's what I saw early in the game. I mean, what I saw early in the game, we could talk about scheme. I just heard the coach in, in that clip. Uh, that was just played during the update. Oh, you know, we sat back in our zones too much. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. Did you see the effort? Did you see the speed? Because I was watching the game. It looked like they were running in slow motion. Mosley on that third and 15 after they get the penalty to make it third, second and 15. They get the incomplete pass on, the, on a little screen pass. And then it's third and 15 to get off the field to start the game. And they allow the tight end to catch a pass and run forever. And Mosley is in quicksand trying to catch him. Barely puts his hand on him. Doesn't give an effort to, I don't know, reach out, leave his feet, something to make a tackle. Because you know why? The season's dead and they ain't trying to get hurt on a Thursday night short week. We see how many injuries happen on Thursday night. The NFL and the Players Association talks forever about the disaster that it is, the injury problem that it is. And on a Thursday night, the New York Jets defense decided they weren't going to play hard. Not to start the game. You see it, the first touchdown. The first touchdown of the game, Sauce Gardner has no interest running full speed to knock a wide receiver out of bounds while his teammates fighting through a tackle. Had no interest in doing it. Sat there and pushed him across the end zone. That's what happened. This defense didn't want to show up. And so what do we do when the best unit of a team doesn't show up? What do we do when we talk about a dead season where there's 6 and 10? What do we do? We talk about the head coach's demeanor. That's what we do. We talk about the head coach and how miserable he is and the record he has and the penalties they consistently get. And that's what we focus on. And in many cases, rightfully so. Because last night I did see a team and a unit in specific that this coach is the, for all intents and purposes, I know they have a defensive coordinator. We know who's running the team and who's running the defense. And the defense didn't show up. And the defense, whether it was running on grass, because it looked like they, it was so slow, I thought they weren't sure of their footing on the field. That's how slow they were to start this game. 
And then the offense, who's done nothing all year, the main reason why they are where they are, goes right down the field, scores a touchdown, and still the defense doesn't want to show up. I thought in that moment, really to start the game, I understand the Cleveland Browns go right down the field. I thought the moment to really see what this defense has and where this team is at, you know, with six wins on the season, facing another dead and miserable year. Where are they tough-wise? Where are they mentally-wise? It's not that opening drive. It's after the Jets score the touchdown. When they come back down the field and say, you know what, maybe the offense can show up today. Maybe we're in for a football game. Maybe we should get involved. And instead, what you saw, second verse, same as the first, and that's what led me to know that this defense had no interest in playing this game. I understand Flacco's been hot. I understand he's the toast of the NFL right now. And we understand the parallels of this team, whether it be Flacco, who should have been on the Jets, and whether or not the quarterback had something to do and Aaron Rodgers has something to do with him not being on the team. We know the issues of this team. We know the injuries they've dealt with, the amount of quarterbacks the Browns are. And I think that's a lot of the reason we're so heated uh, as, a, as a Jet fandom, why you guys are so heated today. On this Friday afternoon, one, your season's miserable, and you know you're looking at the same thing next year, at least the coaching staff, and we're going to get to the, into that in just a second, 877-337-6666. But you lost to the other perennial losers who just did what you needed to do, and you couldn't. They have injuries at the tackle position on the offensive line. They're on their fourth quarterback. They're dealing with all kinds of issues, and yet they got off the deck and figured out a way to get this Browns team to 11 wins and secure a playoff spot on your back on an ugly, miserable performance, especially by the one unit you thought was actually good enough to actually be something with this team. And that's what makes it ugly. So we look at the coach's demeanor, which is the first thing that just drives me absolutely nuts. Who cares? I, I have no problem with the question in the postgame. I understand. Salah should be questioned on everything. Everything is fair game when you're this miserable and that's the performance you gave to end the season after the owner has given you that vote of confidence where you know he's coming back. So to get that performance, everything's on the table. But to make it seem like that's an actual issue, it's so not an issue. I understand. It's winning and losing. That's it. Look across town with the Giants. Last year, Dable gets in the face of Daniel Jones, sparks the team. He's a feisty, feisty, fiery guy on the sidelines. This is great. This is exactly the kind of thing they need. What happens this year? They start losing. Hey, why are you yelling at the special teams coordinator? Hey, why are you getting up in Daniel Jones' face? It's not his fault. The offensive line sucks. Why are you and Wick Martindale fighting on the sidelines? The same thing that's a positive while you're winning is a failure while you're losing. And we've seen it all the time, whether it's Eli Manning and his unemotions during uh, his lack of emotions during playing. Hey, it's a positive. You got to remember the next play is the most important play. Can't focus on the last play. We like it when if you win and you show no emotions, it's part of the reason you're winning. If you're losing and you show no emotions, it's part of the reason you're losing. The bottom line is this team has been let down by its defense on that night and a couple of nights against Miami and the second half against Washington. And once this season went dead, they followed suit. No question about it. But we know the problem with this team. And I'm sorry to harp on it. And we can focus on all the things and all the record and all the penalties and everything else. The problem with this team has been the quarterback play forever. And Robert Sala has never once had a decent quarterback. Are other coaches good enough to overcome it? Yes. Is Robert Sala a good head coach once the ball starts rolling in the wrong direction? No. We've seen it for a long time here. 
When the ball starts rolling in the wrong direction, we saw it with like Ben McAdoo, for example. Ben McAdoo's first year, the defense plays great. They win a bunch of games. Hey, hey, Giants found their coach for the next 15 years. What a great hire that Ben McAdoo was. Once the ball got rolling in the wrong direction, had no idea to stop the bleeding. And this coach, it is proven. He has no idea how to stop the bleeding. We've seen collapse after collapse. That's the problem with Robert Sala. But the main problem with this team is not the coach. The main problem with this team is the decisions made by the GM to, uh, in when it comes to who was playing quarterback. Plain and simple. Plain and simple. Now, it's easy to go off that game against Cleveland and talk about the million different things about this coach, and there are plenty, and especially now that you know he's coming back, and especially the record. But the quarterback play has been so atrocious, and I'm sorry, I'll say it until Aaron Rodgers is no longer here. The plan must stay together. That is the only option the Jets have. I do not think the coach should be fired. I do not think you should do anything Rodgers doesn't want you to do when it comes to who's coaching the team, who's running the team. And that might sound crazy to a lot of you. And I know a lot of you it does, and I hear it. How do you let this guy run the franchise? Why not? Who's been running it before? How'd it go? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm sorry, has Woody Johnson done a bang-up job? Why not let Rodgers run the show? It cost him this year. Cost him this year. But there's only one thing left to do. This guy, Aaron Rodgers, is a Hall of Fame quarterback who's locked in. He's here, and he's committed to you. He's not going anywhere. He's not running away. He's staying here. He wants to play more than one year. He restructured his contract. He's here, and he wants to be comfortable. And you watch this team and how bad it is offensively, and we talk about the penalties. You know what the first thing that goes? When you have actual competent quarterback play, when you have Aaron Rodgers running an offense by Nathaniel Hackett and him together as a team where he's won two MVPs and he's comfortable in it, you know what the first thing to go is? Pre-snap penalties. We talked about it, the post game's all about it, the penalties, all oh my offsides, too many men in the huddle, this, that. Do you know how much control over the offense and the line of scrimmage Aaron Rodgers has? Sometimes we don't realize. You just go, well, listen, Zach Wilson's not very good. Trevor Simeon's not very good, but you could have a quarterback in there. No, no, no. The difference between those two guys and Aaron Rodgers, it's more than just the ability to throw the out outside of the side uh, the 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 outside by the sidelines. It's more than just being able to make the throws. It's running the offense, understanding how to help this offensive line block, understanding who gets more penalties. How many times have we seen Aaron Rodgers when the defense is making a substitution rush up to the line and get the too many men on the field on the defense because he's aware of everything. He's aware of everything. I'm tired of hearing, well, what's, what's this one? What's, what's the quarterback going to change? The quarterback is going to change everything. Everything. As long as he's in the offense that he's comfortable with. 
And yes, it's un, it's, it, it leaves a dirty taste in your mouth that you've let a quarterback who's never done a thing for the franchise, and I hear Joe say it all the time, and he's 100% right. Aaron Rodgers has done nothing for this franchise. The franchise has done nothing for themselves forever. I will trust, I will trust a 40-year-old Aaron Rodgers coming off an Achilles injury who's been an MVP four times over in this league, who's won a Super Bowl, who's taken a franchise year in and year out to 12, 13 wins, division titles, playoff games. I'll take him running the team over Woody Johnson running the team any day of the week. You want to take it? You want to fire everybody? You want to fire everybody and leave it to Woody to hire the next GM, the next coach, and what, force someone on Aaron Rodgers? That makes no sense. So we could get pissed off, and I'm not telling you Robert Sala's great. I'm not telling you in a normal circumstance, Robert Sala hasn't done enough to deserve his ass being thrown out of the building. Of course he has. Their record, the consistent problems, the same issues over and over again, anything you want to bring up. Robert Sala has done enough under normal circumstances to be let go. And I didn't need to watch the game Thursday night to know that. And I don't think there'd be any Jet fan right now clamoring for him to stay if they won the game last night. We can, we can have some fun with it, and we could talk about how what a disaster it was added to the millions of disasters and how the Browns are the perennial losers, and yet there they are celebrating going to the playoffs on the backs of the Jets and yet again the coach showing no emotion and the penalties and this and that and the defense giving up. All of it's true. All of it is meaningless. All of it's meaningless because we knew exactly what this team was three weeks ago, four weeks ago, a team led by a quarterback who can't play and a defense that doesn't trust the offense. It goes back, and this could be one of the biggest things Robert Sala did wrong, was allow the team to celebrate Mike White. You go back to that, where this team openly showed you the little amount of both faith and respect they had for Zach Wilson. And they could tell me over and over again at the start of the year, hey, we believe in Zach, he's a different guy, you should see this, you should see that. Absolute garbage. This team never trusted the offense, never trusted the quarterback. They trusted Aaron Rodgers, plain and simple. And when he went down, they knew they were going to have to step up and play special football. And now that the season's over, they're done. And that's an indictment on them personally, and it's an indictment on the coach, of course. But there's nothing left to do but trust Rodgers' return to this team to lead them and to continue the plan. There's nothing else you can do. I am not taking a four-year-old quarterback back into the fold and having him, what, learn a new offense, deal with people he's uncomfortable with. He picked this situation. He picked these guys running the team. There's nothing else to do but to play it out until Rodgers is no longer in your plans. And he clearly is, and it's the right thing to do. Because, again, would you rather trust Aaron Rodgers coming back with a coach he's won two MVPs with and leading an offense that he will immediately transform the pre-snap offensive penalties. He will immediately make the offensive line far better. That eliminates two of the, and it doesn't eliminate the offensive line, let me put it that way, but it makes it vastly superior. It helps in two major problems that we point to as some of the biggest issues this team has immediately fix, immediately get better with Aaron Rodgers. And I'm telling you, immediately. Certainly the penalties. 
He'll get rid of the ball quicker. He'll know where to put the line. It's going to get better. Plus, they have draft picks. They have free agency. They have trades. They have other ways to go out and help building this offensive line this year. So do I trust that scenario with the lousy head coach, as lousy as you may think he is? And as poor a job you might think, besides one draft, this GM has done. Do I trust Aaron Rodgers, comfortable in an offense he knows inside and out, with a, with a, a team leading the, the group of men that he believe in, that he chose to come work with, or do I want to blow the whole thing up and have Woody Johnson hire more people? Do you like that scenario better going into the, the after their 13th consecutive year of missing the postseason? Do you like that idea better? Jet fans, honestly, as angry as you may be at this team, and as much as you might think, or as little, should I say, and you think of the head coach and the GM and the offensive coordinator, do you want to just have Woody hire three different men for that job where the coach, where the quarterback you're going back to at 40 years old after not playing for a season? Do you think you're better off forcing guys on him that he doesn't either want or, can, or knows if he's compatible with or deal with? Or do you want the Hall of Fame quarterback, the best quarterback this franchise has had in its history, comfortable and ready to go and chasing the dream that you started a year ago and giving round two another shot and forgetting round one happened. That is the only thing left to do. If you want to trust Woody to hire new people, draft a quarterback, and continue to suck for two or three years until maybe that quarterback learns, great. Great. You go do that. Let's see if Woody Johnson can hire a good coach. What's his track record on that? What's Aaron Rodgers' track record on winning football games when he's the head when he's the starting quarterback? I like that track record a whole lot better. So we could talk about his demeanor. We could talk about everything else with this head coach, with this GM, with the way this team is run. They are in a unique situation where there's only one thing left to do. Hold your nose, run it back, and hope the Hall of Fame quarterback leads you to the promised land. 